Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We can never minimize that name. It's never to be used to curse or in frustration or anger. The Bible says that God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, everything in heaven and earth and beneath the earth must bow its knee. He said, until now you've asked nothing in my name, but whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Father, we thank you that we approach you because of the blood of Jesus and through the name of Jesus and the things which we ask as we come and we approach your throne. In agreement, we know that it's done. We thank you that you are a living God. You ever live. We thank you that we're not here just to celebrate memories of the past, but we serve and worship a living Savior seated at the right hand of the Father on high. And so we bless you today. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Regardless of circumstance, situation, or things that surround us, the Jesus in our boat is greater than any storm, wind, or wave that is beating against our boat. And so we look to you, looking on to Jesus, the author, the finisher, the developer of our faith. We thank you for that this day in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Praise God. We're so glad you're here today. Those of you in the house, go ahead and be seated. Those of you at home, you're probably already seated. So. Hallelujah. It is so good to be with you here again today. Welcome to Sunday morning in New Life. Amen. I want to just, you know, as we come out of that time of worship, just to give you a few more uh, verses. You, you heard me say that the mercies of God are new and fresh every single morning. Great is His faithfulness. It wouldn't hurt if you began your day that way. You know, you get out of bed even before you get your coffee or with your coffee. Father, I thank you that your mercies are new and fresh every single day. Great is your faithfulness. There's a verse in Psalms 27, verse 13 that says, I would have lost heart. That means I would have given up, quit, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things coming from watching the Internet, listening to the news and all the things that we see that are coming concerning the virus and COVID and everything else. And with a lockdown coming this week, I know a lot of people are not happy about that. Uh, but let me tell you, we will come through this. You know, the, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, this, these things will pass. And we know that God is with us, he's in us, and he's for us. And the peace of God and the joy and the courage and the strength of God is greater than anything that we face. Uh, Psalms 94, 17 says, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon settled in silence. Listen, God is our help, and we're not going to allow circumstance or situation to cause us to settle into a depression and anxiety uh, or heaviness. 
We're not going to lose our song. We're not going to lose our joy. And that's why the Bible says we need to encourage one another daily and all the more as you see the day approaching. So today, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. I'm going to be sharing with you for a, a few minutes, and then Sister Shanti is going to come up, and some other people are going to come up, because we have a lot in our heart, and we want to encourage you. We want to impart some things that will add strength and healing and hope and help into your life to face whatever you may be going through. So those of you that are here today, so glad you're here. Those of you that are watching online, take notes, listen, and take this into heart. One of the things that I want to go ahead and deal with, I'll just start out with, with, with what I have on my heart. There's a lot of news and noise that come to us. And some people spend a lot of time on social media. Some people are on the internet researching all kinds of things and getting all kinds of opinions of man. And, and I want to deal with, I'm going to just start dealing with the virus. I want to deal with the COVID thing. I want to deal with the, the vaccine situation and all of the confusion that has come with that. And I want to deal with this as a pastor, uh, and I believe the church needs to speak out. Now, I, I'm not coming against governments I'm not going to get into any of that, but I do want to say that as we watch the news and as we listen to all the things being said, what happens is it begins to change over time. You know, many people very well, if you get the vaccine, uh, then you won't get the virus. Well, then later on, they, people that got the vaccine have gotten the virus. I was praying for people this week that have already had two shots, and then they still test positive for COVID. And so, listen, we're dealing with something that people are trying to figure out. They're trying to get right. And that's why the most important thing for believers and Christians, if we're going to communicate, if we're going to preach, let's stick to a word that we know is true that has stood the test of time for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. I want to encourage you as believers in this house and in the body of Christ around the nation of the Philippines. Be careful of the things that you declare as you begin to quote men. If you're going to quote men, sometimes men can fail. Sometimes men's opinions will change. God's word stands the test of time. It does not change. It's always true. God's word is not uh, subject to circumstances in life. It's greater than the circumstances in life. What God's word, what man declares can change, but God's word is secure. You never have to apologize for the word of God. It never fails. It never disappoints. It will never let you down. Now, I want to, listen, our peace comes from the word of God that we trust in, and that, those words do not change. And so it's my responsibility, it's the responsibility of pastors uh, in this house and in any church to communicate words that come from heaven. Because words that come from heaven are going to bring life, they're going to bring hope, they're going to bring peace. Proverbs 4, 20, verses 20 through 23 says, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the very issues of life. In dark and challenging times, we as believers and the church, we are a light, a city that is set upon a hill, and we need to let our light shine. And we need to make sure that there's no division, criticisms, and judgments, or what I have been hearing lately, which I consider, excuse me if this sounds a little harsh, 
but to be spiritually ignorant or biblically ignorant. Ignorant is not, doesn't mean to come across harsh. It just means lacking information. And so some questions have come up that if you get the vaccine, you know, are you allowed in church if you don't have the vaccine? You're allowed in church with the vaccine, without the vaccine, if you're a good person, if you're a bad person. If you're dealing with all kinds of issues and challenges, your life is falling apart and it's a disaster, there is no better place for you to be than in the house of God. Jesus said, I did not come for the well. The well have no need of a physician. I came for the brokenhearted, the wounded, the bound, and the broken. That's who he came for. That's who this house is for. And so we're not checking paperwork when you come in. We align with God. Some people say, well, if you, if you, if you get the vaccine, and I know this sounds crazy, but if you get the vaccine, you're, gonna, you're, you're aligning with the world. You know, getting the vaccine mean, means you're becoming more worldly. These are questions that have come to me. Pastor, how do you answer this? Well, because, you know, God is our only healer. Well, I thank God for the wisdom that he's given to man. Sister Shadi and I are overcomers of cancer. She had treatment. I had surgery. I've had four hernia surgeries because I've pushed my body a little bit too hard. Two of them didn't go very well, and I had later on, I had to get a third one. The fourth one, I went to a sports doctor, and they put all kinds of mesh on the inside of me, so I'm strong. And, and my son Stephen was in the hospital one time because of a bad infection in his throat, and I thank God for the doctors because he was in danger of blood poisoning going to, possibly to his brain. Ryan one time being in a party and wrestling around in the pool, something happened and he had a tear in his lungs and he was bleeding out. He was actually bleeding to death. Thank God he was in the hospital and the doctors could figure out what was wrong. If, if not for blood infusions, I would have lost my son. My daughter went through West Nile virus and I thank God for one particular doctor, Dr. Salvino. I don't know if he's watching. If you are, I thank God for that doctor. I thank God for doctors. I thank God for the wisdom that he's given unto men. I thank God that as we get older, we can have glasses so we can see clearly. I've been in denial for 66 years. I finally gave in. But if you're wearing glasses today, listen, you know, you don't just say, well, God is my healer and throw them away. No, because if you're driving, we don't want you to run over somebody. If you, if you deal with diabetes, thank God for the, for the wisdom of God. God for doctors that have given you insulin so until you get a miracle or healing you can still live a long life you know if you get a if you get a bad cavity or something goes wrong you still go to the dentist and so he can get that pain out of you thank God for the wisdom that God has given man to help contain uh, uh, remove pain and, and and remove suffering from people's lives so so let's not say that you know, if, if, we, if we go to a doctor, we use any kind of medicine that we align with the world. It's not true. Our salvation is in Christ and it's sealed by the blood. The vaccine is not a deciding factor or part of our sanctification. And it doesn't determine who is spiritual or who is worldly. The vaccine is not a test of our commitment to Jesus or to our holiness. Some people said, well, you know, if you... If you get the vaccine you're you're getting the mark of the beast that's foolishness it's foolishness that's not scriptural that's not biblical do you know if you get uh, we have pastors in our church that have had the vaccine many people in our church have had the vaccine listen whatever you do you do it in faith you do your research and 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 if you have peace then follow after peace get the vaccine and when you get it 
You put your faith on it also because there's a lot of negative things that some people can say about the vaccine. But the Bible says if we drink any deadly thing, it will not harm us. Well, if there's anything negative about the vaccine that you're concerned about, if you get the vaccine, you take it in faith, whatever you do in faith. If you don't have peace with the vaccine right now for whatever information you have received, then, then, then don't do it until you get peace. But whatever you decide, what we have to stop is the criticism and the judgment and the critical attitudes in the body of Christ we're, we're now judging one another and, and saying some people are not spiritual and some people have lost their salvation. Are you kidding me? Your salvation is in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a purchased individual. You've been bought and washed by the blood of the Lamb. A shot in your arm does not negate the blood of Jesus that was applied to you. You are a new creation in Christ. A vaccine does not remove that. The mark of the beast, read the book of Revelation. You get the mark of the beast. You are doomed to the lake of fire for eternity. Let us not use these words in the body of Christ. We don't need division and strife and criticism and judgment in a time when the body needs to be light, in the time when the body needs to bring hope and healing and help and peace and joy and strength to a world that's dealing with all kinds of fear. We as a church, we cannot be finger pointing and acting more spiritual and blaming one another. Let's stop the foolishness. Not in this house. And I pray that those words go through the church all over the Philippines or wherever it's needed and necessary. The church is a voice of hope and healing and help and provision and courage and strength. These are the days for opportunities, for testimonies to be made. And we don't have time for finger pointing and blaming and foolishness that comes because you got a shot. If you got a shot, God bless you. I pray that you're strong and healthy and whole and that, and that God protect you. But let me tell you, beyond that shot, you trust God. You put word of God first in your life for his angels to surround you and keep you and your home and your family safe. John 16, 33, I've told you these things, that in me you have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. Yeah, we have that. Tribulations and trials and lockdowns and all kinds of things going on. Challenges against our body. Challenges against our home. Challenges against our jobs and our incomes. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. Take courage. These are the days for courage. Not criticism. Not condemnation, but courage. Be confident. Be certain. I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and conquered it for you. These are the days for us to walk in, in peace and agreement of what God is wanting to do in the church and in your life. You be at peace. You trust God and you get your eyes back on Jesus. Shadi, come on up, sweetheart. Your turn. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Beautiful word. Beautiful word. Bears repeating. Hello, everyone. Hello, flock of God online, on site. Here we are together worshiping God. My word today to you is from Joel chapter 2. And God will restore, in verse 25, God will restore to you, say to me. All of you out there in your home, say to me. God will restore to you the years that the 
swarming locust has eaten. Something is eating away at our years. Crawling locusts. That's a sneaky one. You can see a swarm easier than something crawling, huh? The consuming locusts and the chewing locusts. My great army, which I send among you, there is an army, you and I, our prayers being lifted up, combats and comes against what is consuming, chewing, swarming, or crawling in destruction against your years. Verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Now how can that be? How can he say I have dealt wondrously with you when so much destruction has happened? Because God is God. He's powerful. He's marvelous. He will restore. We pray for the young people and for businesses. Your business might have been destroyed, consumed, chewed up. But we are people of faith, and we say our God shall restore. Now, in the Amplified Classic Bible, oh, I love this. Verse 25, it says, and God will, no, just the Amplified, I'm sorry. It uses the word compensate. I want to see if it, it was the Amplified, right? Okay, not the Classic. And God will compensate is it up there and God will compensate you know if I were you I love it when pastors Joselle and Mylene have watchwords like arise I would put out there God will compensate you for what the enemy has stolen we like it when a business or you know workman's comp and you get hurt on the job and they pay. But when God compensates you. Now I asked them, we're going to come out here. We're going to sing this song. We all have our timing. We can do what we want in our minutes. And um, so we declare the word of God. That is what we do. We speak the word in the midst of when something is consuming us. We speak life. When the... When there's nothing, no fruit on the vine, there's nothing, yet I will praise you, God. I love that scripture. What is that scripture? Yet I will praise you. Do you know that song? It's a, and yet I will praise you even in the, it's an old one. Though, though the fig tree fail to blossom and no fruit be on the vine. Do you know that one? Because you like those old ones. I'd love to sing it. 
I love that song. Yet I will praise you. Listen, when we praise God in the middle of a storm, but in this verse, he says, I will compensate. Now, when you research, God will restore the years that the enemy has stolen. Can anyone restore years but God? But the years in this context meant the season where you were to prosper. The season of reaping the fruit has been destroyed. God is God over the seasons. And I think of the young people who did not graduate or things that happened in school because it was taken away, the time, but God will restore. Now, I wanna sing this song, Stand Up With Me, because it is, when we were singing this, what a beautiful name it is. Now, you might think this is a bit radical, but we are radical in Christ, amen? And I was telling Pastor Mylene when I left prayer yesterday, I was cursing on the way home, not bad cursing, I was cursing COVID. I was commanding this virus to dissipate. I was saying, COVID, what are you to stand in front of the name of Jesus? We pray in the name of the Lord. We curse this disease. But why can't we do that? So let's sing this powerful name of Jesus song. Oh, hallelujah. Take it from the top, huh? Oh, Rabashi, we come against COVID. We do. We roar. We 
promises of God. We say you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We come against cancer and disease. We speak life for you. Come on, church, we have a roar. The heavens are roaring. The heavens are roaring. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your Sister Shadi. <laughs> All right, well, you know, you can sit down, but don't sit down on the inside. Been hearing a lot of words this morning, and I just really want to add to that which, I, with that which I believe God has put in our hearts for this house. And, uh, you know, in the next few minutes, I want to be able to jump off from this scripture. And this is what it says in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. And we were in worship last Friday. We were praying for you, church. And God just, I believe, dropped this in my heart. And this is what it says in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10 in the Amplified. It says, if the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. But wisdom to sharpen the axe helps him succeed with less effort. And some of you might be thinking right now, Pastor Mon, why are we talking about axes in such a time as this? You see, the axe in Scripture speaks of a lot of things. In the New Testament, Jesus said that the axe is laid at its root. The axe is used to address issues at their very root. In the Old Testament, God called personalities. Specifically, he called Cyrus, you are my axe and by you I will fashion the nations. By you I will fashion culture, society. It's not different or it's not hindi iba kay Lord. For God to be able to use persons and personas as his axe to fashion the times that we live in. And sincerely, I believe that God in the Old Testament, He had to use persons in position because the church was not yet birthed. 
But in the New Testament now, I believe that you and I, in the hands of God, we are his acts. So in scripture, it says there, it says in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10, if the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. I want to encourage you right now, church, do not lose your edge. There is a reason why you are the church. There is a reason why you are called to be in the kingdom for such a time as this. You see, all the noise around us is trying to bring us to a place where we get drowned in the noise. And when we get drowned in the noise and set aside His written and spoken word in our hearts, we lose our edge. So. Today, church, I want to remind you, let's keep ourselves sharp, keep ourselves fresh, keep ourselves true. See, the noise may be loud. Yes, we hear all of the noise everywhere. On social media, you just get on there and the noise just comes on you. But I want to remind you this morning, the noise may be loud, but his voice remains true. So drown out the noise and listen to his voice. So I want to ask you this morning in the next few minutes, so how do you sharpen yourself? Stay true to who you are and stay true to whose you are. You are already loved. You are already chosen. You are already approved. You are accepted. You're not trying to be. You already are. You see, it gets tiring to pretend to be somebody you're not. That's because you were never meant to live a lie. You were meant to live a life. So I want to remind you a time and time again, church, stay true to who you are. Be the church God has called you to be. Secondly, how do you sharpen yourself? Stay true to the written word and the spoken word. The written and spoken word frames your life. Not COVID, not temporary measures and protocols, not lack, not isolation. We are good citizens. We follow these protocols. We follow the government's measures, the recommendations. But my life is not boxed by that. I may hear COVID all around me, but my dreams, my God-given dreams remain the same. Why? Because in me is the spoken word of God. So church, I want to ask you, what has God spoken to you even before COVID came? Stay true to it. You know why? Because when God put that in your heart, He did not make a mistake. What was the word that God put in you? Probably a word for your family. A word, you know, for your business. A word to step out and to expand. Let His word continually plant in you what these times is trying to bury. See, when God plants a word in you, you will see fruit. So don't stop believing, don't stop dreaming, and don't stop pioneering your future. Faith is the substance of, the th of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and the Word will always give birth to faith. Fresh faith, I declare upon you, church. And lastly, how do we stay sharp? 
Stay true to the purposes of God and the cause of Christ. I'm reminded when Goliath was, sta was staring at Israel for 40 days and 40 nights, he was mocking the armies of Israel to the point that Israel was paralyzed. Well, isn't that similar to where we are today? We feel like we've been staring at the Goliath of COVID for so long. And a lot of people have been paralyzed in their dreams, in their believing. A lot of people have been paralyzed in believing for more. And yet there was this little shepherd boy who stood in front of all the armies of Israel. And you know what he said? He said, is there not a cause? I want to ask you today, is there not a cause, church? See, for 40 days and nights, the giant mocked. And it seemed like no one was doing anything. And all it took was a little boy to stand up and say, is there not a cause? You see, if a cause is not worth dying for, it's not worth living for. But you and I, we have a cause that somebody died for so that we can live for it. So today, may you be reminded you have the perfect cause of Christ, the church. And when you have the right cause, you're going to have the right effect. Making Jesus known, touching people, changing lives, loving on people, loving God. This is the cause of Christ. You are in the right place. You did not make a mistake. So keep on believing, baby. Keep on dreaming because the best is yet to come. Stay planted. Be fruitful. Multiply. Is there not a cause? Well, Pastor Mylene, it's your turn. Let's give God glory for the words that are spoken in this house today. For those of you on site and those of you online, God is speaking to his house. He's speaking loud. He's speaking clear. He's speaking strong. I love that. We are the Lord's battle axe. Amen. You know, when Jesus declared that the last days would be filled with war, with pestilence, with earthquakes, with disasters, with famine, he was not trying to discourage those who follow him. What he was doing was that he was describing the conditions in which he would send out his last day's army. And guess what? The church, we are his last day's army. We are, as Pastor Mon was saying, the battle axe. And how do we battle? We battle with our words. We battle with our prayers. We battle with praise. We battle on our knees. We battle with worship. That is what we do. Hallelujah. And one of the powerful forces he has equipped us, the church, with during these difficult times, again, facing another lockdown. But he has equipped us with hope. And hope is not a weak thing. This is not a hope so. No, this is a confident hope. Is, this is a hope that is based on what Jesus Christ has done for us. Hope is a powerful force. Amen. And this is what we are equipped with as a church. See, the measure of hope that we possess determines the measure of our influence. I'm going to say that again. The church is to have the greatest influence in these last days. In these times, again, facing another lockdown, facing a time of uncertainty. But guess what? We have hope, a hope that does not disappoint. Hallelujah. Hope 
and boldness of speech, they go together. They go together because we cannot be bold in our declarations, in our prophecies, in our prayers if we did not have this hope. The weight of our voice is in direct proportion to the hope that we carry. The greater the hope, the louder the voice. And we have the living hope. Our church, our churches have the living hope. Jesus Christ himself. 2 Corinthians 3.12 in the Amplified Classic says this. Since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation. I don't know about you. I don't care about ECQ, GCQ, MECQ. This doesn't change my confident expectation that God is going to do something amazing even in the coming days. Because light always shines brighter in the darkness. Hallelujah. So it says here, because we have such confident expectation, we speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. Because when trouble strikes, people are so hungry for hope that they will flock to those who have it. We might not be able to meet online and then on site in the next few Sundays. We might not. But guess what? Our voices are still going to be out there online. And people are going to flock to the church because we are the church. Matthew 16, 15 to 18. I love this. I love this. These are Jesus' words. It says here, he said to them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, this rock of the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No COVID, no lockdown, no EZQ shall ever be able to prevail against the church. Now, listen to this. I love this. The Greek word for church is ecclesia. And this is not a religious term at all. It is a political term, which means ecclesia or church means a legislative assembly, legislative assembly, or selected ones. And these selected ones are gathered together. Again, a political and government term that is used for a group of people who have been summoned, summoned and gathered together to govern the affairs of a city. As a church, you and I have been summoned by the Lord Jesus Christ to gather together be it on site, be it online, to govern the affairs of a city. What does that mean? We get to say what goes on in our nation. We get to say what goes on in our jobs, in our homes, in our workplace. A thousand may fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but this will not come near us. We get to say what we want to happen in our nation. In the name of Jesus, through our prayers and our declarations, we get to determine with our words what goes on around us. We are the voice of hope. We are the battle asked. 
We are the voice of hope that this word desperately needs. Ecclesia. Jesus used that. Why? Because he was giving the church keys to governmental authority in his kingdom. You know what? In our government, and we pray for our government. But you know what? Our government cannot dictate our future. Only God can. And we speak his words in our mouth. Matthew 16, 19, Amplified Classic. Look at what God gave his church. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loose in heaven. So as a church, faith is loose, fear is bound. We get to say that. Healing is loose. Sickness is bound. We prophesy that. Abundance is loose and lack is bound. Come on, we declare that. Love is loose and hatred is bound. Hope is loose and hopelessness is bound. Hallelujah. We are the church and we get to speak forth and declare His word. So even in the midst of lockdown, my friends, we are not hopeless. We are not helpless. We are the ones who will say, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we will see the glory of the Lord invade our houses, invade our businesses, invade our church, invade this nation, and invade the world. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Giselle. Amen. Amen. Everybody say perspective. God is giving us a fresh perspective. Amen? Amen. Through His Word. And He's going, He's speaking to us, and He's wanting us to see what He sees. Amen? Because we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Do you know you and I, we have the ability as sons of God not to be distracted? Do you know that? God is wanting us to look at Him, especially in these times, to focus on Him, focus on who He is, focus on what He's done, and what He is doing and focus on who we are in Him. That is why God is just speaking words upon words upon words to all of us so that we will have fresh perspective. Amen. Because we don't just see with eyes in the natural, we see with eyes of faith. Amen. And so as a body of Christ, we have the ability, just like what I said a while ago, not to get distracted. You know what we do? We wait on God. We look, on, we look to God and see what God is, is doing. We have eyes that are searching for Him in every situation. We always, whenever there's a situation, we come to a place wherein we're asking God, God, what are you doing in this situation? God, what have you done in this situation? And we're going to be in that place so that we are going to be confident, full of hope. Amen? Amen. And that is why... Here in Ephesians 1, 17 to 23, we are being drawn and called by the Spirit so that we are going to be in a place wherein we need to see with eyes of faith. There are eyes to be open. Eyes to be open. In Ephesians, it says that, that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him 
and the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I speak that to the body of Christ. I speak that to you, New Life, online, on site, that our eyes will be open. Open to see what God wants us to see, that we are not hopeless, that we are not helpless, that we have a future, we have words to declare, we have actions to do in the Spirit, Amen. And as we get into this, we already have the victory that Jesus has purchased for us at the cross 2,000 years ago. And that is why the Holy Spirit wants us to level up. The Holy Spirit wants us to go up. Upgrade in the Spirit. I call an upgrade in your spirit. Upgrade to go up to the next level. To see, to hear what God is wanting for us to see and hear. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And first, and the first voice which I have heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. He's calling you, come up here, come up here. What are we going to do in the days to come? Especially in the lockdown again. It's as if we're progressing and then, you know what, we're like moving backwards again. No, 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 no. He's asking us to come up. Come up, come up in the spirit. Come up here in the spiritual realm and I will show you, I will show you what to do. Eyes to see, ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying in Jesus' name. And at once, I was in the Spirit. Where do we need to be? In the Spirit. Amen. We have the ability. We have now the Spirit of God inside of us. We can commune with God. The Spirit man is alive inside of you because of Jesus Christ inside of you. And at once, I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. You know what's going to happen in the days to come when we have eyes to see? We're going to see Him seated on the throne. We're going to see Him that He has a plan. He has a future. He has words spoken to us. We have wisdom in the days to come. We can declare the name of Jesus. We have hope in our spirit, right? In our hearts. Amen. Because our God is seated on the throne. Our God is still seated on the throne. Amen. And you know what that speaks of? It's a finished deal. It's a done deal. I can rest. I can hope. I can make the most of my time knowing that God is still seated on the throne. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up over COVID. Shining in the light of this glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy. When you see him seated on the throne, you're going to fall down and worship. There's going to be a peace that's going to flood your soul. Because peace is not the absence of, not of something, it is the presence of someone. And so when you know that you are in that presence, when you know that you are His, when you know that you are loved by God and blessed by God, you're going to see Him high and lifted up. And what happens? We're going to worship. You know what's going to happen? You know, in the days to come, He's calling us to come up. He's calling us to come up. There's an invitation for all of us to come up. Up, 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 
higher. Arise, arise, arise. And then there is going to be a new level of seeing and knowing. A new level. I declare that to you, to me, to our families, to the churches. A new level of seeing and knowing. And then we're going to see Him with fresh perspective. High and lifted up, shining in the light of His glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Join me to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Put your hand in your heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Make it a prayer now. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. That is our prayer, Lord. That is our prayer today for every man, woman, and child on site, online, that we will see you. The glory, the majesty, the beauty, the power. The magnificence of our God. No one like our Jesus. I pray that you are going to be high and lifted up in the perspectives of our heart. That we will see what you see and hear what you are saying at this time. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody will say, Amen and Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.